This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Welcome to the weekend and everything can change on Sunday. Welcome into Finsider Radio. This is the Jake and Josh show. It is getting close to that time. Miami is going to try to do something they haven't done in eight matchups, and that's beat the Buffalo Bills. But before we focus on that daunting task, I got to welcome my great co-host, Joshua Houts. Josh, happy weekend. Happy weekend, Jake. I don't know about you, but I woke up and it, my um, my nips were like dragon glass. It was freezing. It was it's hoodie weather, you know, beanie weather. And um, it's going to be completely different this Sunday when the Dolphins, you know, welcome the Buffalo Bills. But uh, it's Friday, man. And I'm glad that we're, what, two days away from this game because it can't come soon enough. The amount of Dolphins hype, Dolphins content I've gotten this week has been absolutely great. So that that's all I need to get through a work week. Give me a couple podcasts where people are uh, honking about the Dolphins and, and I am good to go. Hey, before we get into this, though, Josh, I want to mention one just like programming note. Uh, this is the SB Nation's Miami Dolphin feed. So while Josh and I, you're going to see a lot of podcasts from us, you will sometimes see the blowhole. You will see the SB Nation uh, mothership program. We're going to go with that like it's an alien or something. Uh, But you will find that stuff in this feed. So I'm sorry if you don't want other stuff in your feed, but but just keep an eye out. I I think Josh does a great job at indicating what shows are ours. Uh, But about that, thank you guys for listening. And and I hope it's not too painful to kind of siphon through and, and find us. Yeah, and again, I say it as much as I can, but without you guys, there would be no Jake and Josh show. We won't come on here and talk about the Dolphins because, um, honestly, no one would be listening to us. But we're glad that you hang around. We're glad that you have supported us all this time, and we're glad that you can stick with us through this 2-0 and start. The Dolphins are facing the Buffalo Bills this weekend, Jake, and I think part of the reason we had to come on here and talk, you know, we previewed it a little bit with Merrick on uh, Wednesday or Thursday show, but, dude, injuries are starting to pile up for both teams, but um, you're starting to see, you know, the narrative shift from this game, and honestly, man, some Bills fans already seem like they're, you know, making some excuses as to why this game could favor the Miami Dolphins. 
I've seen that too, but I've also seen the the people who have said, you know, there are guys out on both sides. And uh, Josh, I want to jump right to the point here, talking about the Miami Dolphins depth chart. We'll get into the the Buffalo Bills, who already have listed four guys out. But uh, for the Dolphins, Seathan Carter, Hunter Long, two guys that have already been ruled out. They didn't practice this week at all. Uh, Carter suffered a concussion, and Hunter Long is dealing with an ankle injury. But Josh, I think the only other name that sticks out on this list, considering he has not practiced all week, Teron Armstead with that same toe injury, he's listed as questionable, despite the fact he hasn't practiced all week. Uh, Where's the queasy meter at for that one? Yeah, the queasy meter, I mean, it's almost at an all-time high, and it's kind of, you know exactly what you'd expect after yesterday someone asked me you know should we be concerned about this and I said you know this is probably just how things are going to be you know you'll see the vet days off you know the did not participate and then on game day is going to be out there but um I try to listen to all the press conferences and Mike McDaniel I mean you can kind of hear it in his tone you know you could hear it with the Byron Jones thing you can hear it with some of these other injuries almost sounds like you know they're preparing to go in without him and um that would make the queasy meter an all-time high because yes you know the bills are without Ed Oliver and some of those other pieces but if you have you know you were hoping to have Teron Armstead you know match up with Von Miller there but with Teron Armstead out of the lineup I mean then you got what Larnell Coleman on one side and you know Greg Little on the other I mean yeah the queasy meter would be an all-time high for sure that's kind of what makes it tougher is the fact that Austin Jackson is already on IR uh Josh you saying that I thought you'd go the other way um I'm just kind of going off what we know. I'm going to go ahead and say he plays. I think that's kind of, I, I think they're being so, so careful with Teron Armstead. And I mean, he came out Sunday. I thought he looked great. So that's just something to keep an eye on. I mean, if we see he's out, I mean, all of a sudden the doomsday scenarios start. Uh, mostly, Josh, because the Buffalo Bills have been an absolute nightmare for the Bobby Dolphins. Uh for the last four years or so. Josh, I'm going to run through these real quick. The last seven meetings between these two teams, Buffalo is 7-0 outscoring Miami on average 37 to 17 and Miami is averaging more than two turnovers a game. And dude, I could not believe this Josh Allen stat. Josh Allen has won AFC player of the week twice after playing at hard rock stadium. So man, this, there are some injuries for Buffalo, especially on the defensive side of the football, but man, Josh Allen has turned into uh, Thanos. It's, it's his world. And we're just kind of living in it at the moment. Yeah, and that's what I continue to tell myself. You know, they're without Micah Hyde, the safety, Dane Jackson, a quarter cornerback, Ed Oliver, like I said, and Jordan Phillips. They're all out for this game. You know, that's pretty significant to that defense, but they still have Josh Allen, you know. All homerism aside, this guy's a top three quarterback in the NFL. He's gotten better every year. I mean, we all joked about his accuracy early on in his career. I remember, I think the only reason the Dolphins have beaten him since Josh Allen's been drafted was because, you know, he ran around, he did this scramble drill, and he threw it to Charles Clay. And it was a little short, but Charles Clay should have had that touchdown. I think he was wide oh, open yeah. in the end zone. Do you remember right. that play? So um, some people joke that Charles Clay was going undercover there for the, the Dolphins because <laughs> <laughs> he just basically stole money. But um, he's an impressive talent. I mean, I kind of threw out a pull there because I don't know if you remember, Jake, but when Channing Tindall was first draft, you know, people kind of alluded to him being that um, quarterback spy, you know, the Josh Allen X factor. I mean, the guy played two special team snaps week one, you know, he was rocking the camo Jersey uh, last week in practice before he got ill. Do you think there could be any, you know, situation where this rookie's getting thrown into action where he's, you know, being tasked to shadow a Josh Allen, you know, on key third downs or critical goal line situations, or would you maybe give that task to somebody else? I mean, another name I thought of was maybe a Jalen Phillips somehow stand him up and let him roam around. I don't know what the dolphins are going to do, but you have to account for how good Josh Allen is at throwing the football and you have to account for his legs because he's just as dangerous every time he plays the dolphins with those things. Ah, man, Channing Tindall, that that's, Tough. I mean, I'd be a little more confident if he had some sort of substance in the first two weeks. You mentioned two special team plays. I don't I don't think you can trust that considering it's such a 
I, I hate this too because I, I'm tussling with the idea of yes, this is a big matchup, but it, two, it's it's week three, right? Like the season does not end this week. As much as it would be incredible to be three and zero, oh, I think the Dolphins would instantly become like the talk of the town. And here I am already talking myself, you know, down as de-escalating. Uh, but how about Jerome Baker? This is a guy I think we spoke about it in the preseason. Someone who. Got a, got paid pretty nicely, and we haven't seen like a statement game, you know, a couple statement plays from him in some time. So, you know, I, I like the idea of Jalen Phillips, but I just wonder if it'd be easier to have a linebacker instead of one of those um edge rushers that we could, you know, debate till we're blue in the face if they're a linebacker or a lineman. But I don't know if Jay, Jalen Phillips has, you know, the that fifth gear that can keep up with someone like uh, Josh Allen, who is on an absolute tear, man. His last four games, 374 yards, five touchdowns, 397 yards, four touchdowns. 353 yards, four touchdowns, 327 yards and four touchdowns. So Josh, to kind of keep this conversation moving a little bit, Stefan Diggs has been going absolutely bananas this year. Last week, he had 14 targets, three touchdowns. He absolutely ripped the Titans apart. It looks like Gabe Davis is going to be back this week. But to me, man, Xavier Howard, he's been on that uh, injury list. How do you feel about that matchup? Do we feel maybe Howard, he let Bateman get by him a couple times because of that injury. He dropped a pick six. He came out and said he's never going to have that happen again. So tell me what your thoughts are about that matchup. Yeah, and let the record show that was just some crazy idea, you know, Madden type stuff. What if they were to use Jalen Phillips? But we absolutely have to keep an eye on. I think Xavier Howard kind of said, you know, that's, you know, one of those primetime matchups, something he kind of looks forward to heading mm-hmm. into the year. I do think it was nice to hear. I think it was Patrick Sertan or maybe it was Sam Madison. Um, forgive me for not being sure which coach spoke about it, but they did say, you know, they were kind of on Xavier Howard for being so uh, lackadaisical out there and kind of, you know, again, getting beat by Rashad Bateman. So I think Xavier mm-hmm. Howard's going to be hungry in this game. I obviously, man, a groin injury when you're going against Stefan Diggs, arguably one of the best receivers in football. I mean, um, you hope it can hold up because then at that point, you know, again, Darth Cater looked good on the outside, but Nick Needham, I mean, he clearly seems better in the slot as opposed to the outside. I guess what's pretty cool about this matchup, and we'll talk about the Dolphins offense a little more, but I think heading into this, the top three receivers, Stefan Diggs, Jalen Waddle, and Tyree Kill are all in this game, you know, the top three in the NFL. So um, lots of explosiveness there. You mentioned Gabe Davis. There was a video going around by a beat writer where, um, you know, Gabe Davis was running some drills and came up a little bit, you know, didn't look the same as, you know, you'd expect. But again, that's a this is the NFL, right? They're going to f- battle through these injuries. And when you have those players out in defense, maybe that's why, you know, when Gabe Davis steps up and says, you know, F this, I'm playing. The one stat that somehow completely missed my radar about the Baltimore game, I guess it kind of makes sense considering how bananas that game was. Uh, Josh, Miami's pass rush registered zero hits and zero sacks last week. They're 31st in the NFL at QB hits. Uh, I mean, what sticks out to me is Melvin Ingram had a really rough game. And, you know, Jalen Phillips, I think his PFF grade was actually pretty strong, all things considered. Uh, But I don't know if this team can go another week without getting to a quarterback. I think, you know... To let Lamar Jackson do it is one thing, but once you're letting, you know, another top tier quarterback do it, you're just really playing with a fire that I don't know if you can put out. Yeah, I think the best way I keep saying is I want to see more of that defense from week one than the one in week two. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. two different offenses going against a Mac Jones led one and Lamar Jackson. But um, you want to see the aggressiveness, right? The the corner blitzes, you know, the different, uh, you know, showing zero looks at the line, you know, and backing out and just being more creative. I think, you know, at some point they got down in that game last time where, you know, at that point, you know, you're just trying to hang on for dear life. But um, I want to see that aggressiveness and to try to throw, you know, Josh Allen through a little bit of a hoop. Right. I mean, this guy always exactly. looks so damn 
calm and collected in the pocket, um, especially against the Dolphins. And um, I mean, again, you feel for the Bills in these injuries. You know, you never wish injury on anyone. But if the Dolphins, I mean, this is setting up for them to have, you know, every opportunity to take this uh, win. Jake, I kind of joked with you, man, if, if they can't beat this kind of deflated Bills defense, you know, this Bills team, I don't know if we'll ever be able to beat Josh Allen again, as sad as that might sound. It's it, but I mean, it's a situation, a divisional opponent where you're looking for every single edge you can find. And to me, that that's an edge. I, I'm interested to see how you can kind of use that to your advantage. And hey, that's up to Josh Boyer. That's up to the coaching staff to get things done. Uh, but it's going to be a tough task, man, considering Buffalo's won each of the last six games by at least 12 points. But with that, let's take a break. On the other side, maybe we'll figure out how the Dolphins can close that gap with the Buffalo Bills. So stay tuned. This is Advertiser Content, brought to you by Frito-Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy, here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down... We break down who will be cutting... Cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys... It's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay snack It. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay snack bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to frito No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever hit Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. And Josh, we spoke about it at the top, but these Buffalo injuries, specifically on the defensive side of the ball, are really starting to build up. Micah Hyde is already out. Jordan Phillips is already out. Uh, the Bills, Tredavious White, uh, he's already on IR with an injury. Uh, Man, that secondary looks tough, but but to me, this conversation starts on the defensive line, the offensive line. Uh, the Dolphins kept Tua very clean last week. He was only sacked once, and that was Durham Smythe's fault. The offensive line looked really clean, but I mean, Teron Armstead versus uh, Bod Miller, man, that that's going to be a tough one. And you know, you if I'm trying to like think of like every team's full healthy, 100% on Madden, this would be horrifying if you're facing Ed Oliver, Jordan Phillips, Micah Hyde. But we're starting to see maybe some light through the trees and a pathway to victory for the Dolphins, all things considered. Yeah, and a couple names we got to remember is Greg Rousseau. I can't, I hope I'm saying that right. Hurricane fans yeah. are going to hate me for that. But I think Von Miller came out today and said, you know, this guy's going to be the best pass rusher in all of football. You know, not one of them. He's going to be the best. So, I mean, they still got some talent there. They got other players like Boogie Basham. I know A.J. Epinesa was a guy that I was pretty strong on in our our old friend Shaq Lawson. So, I mean, they do still have some pieces there. Tremaine Emmons, to name a few. But um, I think it does all come back to that Teron Armstead, right, Jake? I mean, I can l- at least feel a little bit better if Teron Armstead's out there. And again, I think he wants to play. I think, you know, he's going to do everything he can to play. But um, when you got Greg Little again on the right side, protecting to his blind side, I don't think it was that big of a drop-off between Austin Jackson. You know, I don't think anybody would truly say that. But this is a true test this week. And then if you had to start Larnell Coleman, I know, Jake, that um, he's a local kid. I think he right? Didn't he play right down the street from you or something like that? Um, I kind of joked that I was spelling his name wrong because he looked bad in preseason, but um, to be thrown into the fire against the Bills, I mean, you would love to see him somehow, you know, hold his own, but um, again, against that defense, no matter how banged up they'd be, 
Tua would you know be getting hit. And I think wasn't it last year? Was it is this the game? Was it the Bills game early on where Jesse Davis gave yep. up? I don't. Okay, I'm I'm sorry I even brought that up. <laughs> you had to jinx us, Josh. You had to jinx us. Uh, for Miami's injuries on the offensive side of the ball. Cedric Wilson is considered a game time decision. Um, it's we've kind of gotten the coach speak about it. He wants to play. We're trying to be safe. Yada yada yada. Uh, but he wasn't in the non-contact jersey on Friday, so that'll be interesting. And there's a trickle down domino effect there, Josh, that I didn't think we'd have, and that's River Craycraft. He can only be protected one more time. He scored his first touchdown last Sunday. Do you see him being Miami's slot receiver again? How how does this unfold? I mean. With that said, it's it's a good question to have, right? When you, oh no, we have too many good wide receivers, right? Yeah, that's a great question, you know, to have to answer. Eric Ezukoma, I mean, that would be the first name I'd sit here and, you know, bash the table for, you know, let's let's get him out there. But I don't know if you heard, but Wes Welker said, you know, it's a lot different playing in the NFL in the Big 12 where you're sitting there just like reading hand signals off the side. So it honestly sounds like Ezukoma is not ready to be uh, thrown into fire. So River Crawl. River Craycraft, I said it right that time. You know, I, I think, he, again, he scored his first touchdown. He has familiarity with the system. I think it's only a matter of time before the Dolphins end up, you know, signing him to that 53-man roster. Um, and I do think he will be that slot wide receiver this week if Cedric Wilson can't go. But, um, you know, maybe Trent Sherfield steps up. I mean, he made some plays last week. Um, I think it just is a testament to how, I guess, versatile some of these receivers are and how plug-and-play Mike McDaniel's offense can be. Josh, with all that said, I mean, Ryan Tannehill threw two interceptions last week. That Titans offense looked real, real bad at times. Uh, I think the Dolphins are going to try to do their damage, and I'm going to get get this 100% wrong. I think it's going to be Raheem Moster, Mostert, got it, uh, attacking the outside. I think they're going to try to get Alec Ingold out on those you know, rookie cornerbacks, uh, maybe some second-string safeties, and try to open up big plays on the outside. I think the strength of this Buffalo defense, all things considered, is still that interior of the line. So I think if you're making a you know what, a little bit older Von Miller you know, run around, try to seal that edge against someone like Monster, uh, that's going to be really hard to do. So to me, man, I, I know Tua just threw six touchdowns last week. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell, I'm not saying they're going to have bad games, but I think Mike McDaniel is going to make it a point to kind of try to keep the ball on the ground and burn this clock because this is a game man I I think you are going to have to score a lot of points unless you can just kind of manage the game in terms of melting the clock where we'll see something like I don't know 24 17 or something along those lines that's a lot easier said than done but I expect the Dolphins early to come out and try to uh, command the ground game try to melt away the clock try to melt away the bills yeah, and uh, forgive us if we didn't give Alec Ingle enough credit. I don't remember if we truly gave him his flowers on that last podcast because he was awesome in that first he week was. of the season. Um, You talk about running the football, and I just immediately go back to probably the last time the Dolphins beat the Bills, right? Was it Jay Jai, you know, wearing those throwbacks, you know, running, just bulldozing over people? I think it was maybe a second back to uh, the second 200 yard game he had back to back. So, um, dude, I would love to see it. I'd love to see him go out there and figure out a way to, um, you know, have a six, I don't want to say have a successful run game because they, they have been doing pretty well, you know, compared to what we saw in preseason, but um, I don't think we've had a hundred yard rusher yet. Let's see, you know, Raheem Mostert and Chase Edmonds both get over hundred yards for both, for both of our fantasy teams. Right. But um, yeah, I think, you know, when you look at that Buffalo bills defensive line, you know, some of the issues they're having there, whether it's injury and things like that, I think that is how you would attack. But again, it all comes down to, for me, it's Ron Armstead and how he's feeling. A couple of years ago, the Dolphins went into Buffalo needing a win to make the playoffs, and they got absolutely torched. Here we are. The Dolphins were trailing 35 to 14. Tua throws four touchdowns in the fourth quarter, and all of a sudden, the Dolphins are on a heater looking like one of the biggest stories in football. And Josh, if if the Dolphins win on Sunday, I think they do instantly become the top story in football. Everyone turns their eyes to them. 
people are going to mention the injuries, but at the end of the day, that that's a three and zero record. And, and to me, man, if you're flirting with that first or second pot spot in the power rankings, that is absolutely incredible. So all that said, the hope, the praying that we will have this sort of success. It can only go so far. Uh, what makes it official is our predictions. So Josh, how about you go first? Well, first let's just, I think it's what five and a half is still the spread despite the injury. And I think it's at 53 and a half, I believe is the over under. I, I was going to place 50, it. Bet. 52 and a half. Okay. 52 and a half. No, don't, don't even go with my brain, but I have 38, 35, Jake. I mean, you talked about on the last podcast, there's no way in hell we come on here. We waste all our time to vote, you know, root against the dolphins. I mean, I think we can all agree. This is a tough test, you know, regardless of what's going on with the injury report. These are the Buffalo bills. These are the early super bowl favorites. This is a team that everyone, you know, pretty much said is winning the AFCs, you know, for the next 10 years, honestly, if we're being completely honest, I mean, they have the juggernaut and Josh Allen. They look like the juggernaut early in the season, but, um, I think the Dolphins are going to go out there. Like you said, they're going to use that weather to their advantage. I think you had written down 90 degrees. I know there's a tropical storm on the way. I don't know how that'll impact things, but, um, you know, melt the Buffalo Bills, established run and and run that high octane offense right back right i mean i just hope that that defense can go toe-to-toe with josh allen and do something differently than what we've seen over the last you know 10 meetings because um they're going to be the ones that need to come and step up this week in my opinion because the dolphins they'll get theirs on offense i mean the way this offense is set up the way that defense is banged up in the secondary the dolphins will put up points but i need to see the dolphins defense josh boy you know uh darth cater xavian howard javon holland all those guys go out there and stymie Josh Allen, or at least home to 35 points. So 38-35. We'll say a Jason Sanders game-winning field goal, and then the Bills will drive all the way down, set themselves up for a field goal, but it'll be wide right again. So let's just throw that out there, wide right. Josh, I, I love that so much. Um, my only concern about it getting so high, because it does you know, sound like that's a situation it's going to be in, I wonder how the scripted plays are going to impact this. I mean, yes, I could see the Dolphins, like, first play, play action to two a deep. All right. Tyreek to Tua, Tyreek from Tua deep. There we go. I'm, it's impressive that we can say that it's easier for them to complete that um, concept and then instead of me saying it. So here we are. Uh, but those 15 plays for, that are scripted from both offenses, I'm very curious to see who's going to be, you know, playing like a boxer, right? You're just throwing a couple jabs. You're trying to see what the opponent does, what they think, what they think about you and where it goes from there. And you know, man, you, you, we're a broken record when it comes to this, but I, I'm going to go ahead and say 35-28. I think it might even be lower than that. I think it could get down to 24 to 21, get a little awkward in there. But, you know, I have to be proven wrong about two things. That's the Buffalo secondary if they can overcome those injuries. And, and man, I think we should be a little concerned about the Dolphins secondary. Javon Holland, Xavier Howard, these are supposed to be like the studs. They really struggled last week. Great elite players, and I'm not going to say either of them aren't that. Great elite players, they step up and they answer that following week. So to me, man, I'm instantly looking for that number eight and seeing if he can put his you know fingerprints all over this game and make a difference. And if that secondary plays that well, I don't know if the Dolphins can really rip the game open. But hey, if you know you can get that 10-point lead, I, I'm gonna be feeling really good about these chances because you know, you look at that Buffalo rushing attack. Uh, Devin Singletary, they just don't stay committed to it. They use Josh Allen on the run. So the second you can kind of put them in an uneasy situation and kind of keep the game in front of you, it becomes a little bit easier. But hey, that's much easier said than done. And and man, this is going to be a fun test. This is going to be a very fun test. And, and I think we just got to tell ourselves too, like, you know, it's not the end of the season. If it's, you know, a win, we're going to be all jazzed up. But hey, a loss, we're on to the Bengals. And, and two, the Dolphins are going to lose at some point, right? 
I know I'm kind of, you know, covering my my butt here and trying to make excuses, but it's important to keep those minds, keep that stuff in mind. It's important to keep that perspective as, you know, you're facing a couple juggernauts, even though the Bengals are 0-2. Yeah, I mean, when we looked at this thing again, everyone said 2-2, and you know, we'd feel pretty good about where we were at. They're 2-0 and right now. You know, they got what, you know, Bills fans are considering the Miami Dolphins. Uh, they're calling this our Super Bowl, which, I mean, you mentioned it, man. Win or lose, no matter what, there's still, what, 14 games to be played. So uh, don't put too much stock into this, but we just want to see the Dolphins go out there, put up a fight, and prove that, you know, it's not the same old Dolphins, that this is also their division, and that Mike McDaniel's offense can go toe-to-toe with Sean McDermott's defense. Jake, I think we did our pretty good job previewing this podcast. So guys, if you like what you're listening to, like Jake and I always tell you, follow Jake on Twitter at J-M-E-N-D-E-L 94. I am at Houts. Subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen to your podcast. But Jake and I will be back early next week, hopefully to discuss another Miami Dolphins victory Monday. Until then, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy watching the Miami Dolphins. And if you're going to Hard Rock Stadium, be as loud as you've ever been. Guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Jake and Josh Show. We'll talk to you next time. Fins up. Fins up. That was Finsider Radio, part of the Finsider.com and the SB Nation Network. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl, because we're the Miami Dolphins. We're the Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Yes, we're the Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Everybody, Miami Dolphins, Miami